Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What the fuck's the intro again? Uh... Welcome everybody to the podcast with the Digger Dad. No, the Digger Dad's Pure Shy Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Digger Dad's Pure Shy Podcast. Fuck, spin a minute. Spin a minute, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look. This thing takes up a lot of time. It fucking does. It pulls me off the stuff that I'm doing. No, it doesn't. You wanted to do this. Yeah, I did. I fucking did. But it still takes up less time, so sometimes some weeks are busier than others, and yeah, we just, we can't get around to getting it done sometimes, and you know, we could sit here for four or five hours and start plotting out, like, loads of episodes to have in the bank, but like, at the same time, how long can a man talk to himself for? You know, so you have to, you have to kind of factor that in too, so, well, we'll just keep tipping away as we are. Some people might have might have forgotten all about us and they might have moved on to like the two Johnnies or something. I don't know. But we'll see. How are you keeping on you? I'm alright now. It's fucking getting hot out there. Yeah, it's warm. Uh, yesterday I think it was 34. Yeah, yesterday it was hot. No. Got into the pool yesterday. Yeah, so did we. Yeah. No, that's what I meant. Y- yourself, you got into the pool yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got into the pool there in the afternoon. We had to swim and... You know, it's fucking fair warm now. Lovely. The water was lovely temperature. I tell you, we went for a walk uh, along the beach. There's a, a beach near us now. It's kind of a, a high tide, low tide beach. So the sand is kind of brown as opposed to yellow, but it's still nice to walk on, you know. And um, we usually try and work out the times where the tide is out so you can actually walk along on the sand. And the the water there was, was near hot, like 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 a bath temperature. I'll let you go for a bed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's near too hot now. I said to herself when we're walking, I said, yes, this water, it's too warm now. Too warm. Let's um, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's strange out here having uh, Christmas in the middle of summer. Well, it's not that they had it in the middle of, they chose to have it in the middle of summer. It's just, that's just the way it falls. I was here uh, t- 
December, January and February is summer months and it's fair hot now in Queensland this time of year. And obviously back home it's winter, so it's cold. It's fucking strange out here now when you see all the people putting up decorations and they're putting up chairs as fucking snowmen. Like, <laughs> there's not a fear of a snowman surviving here for a second, let alone for uh, a month of the year, like, you know, so it's fucking strange. And then the Christmas songs, of course, it's just generic Christmas songs, but it's like, the weather outside is frightful. Yeah, it's fucking hot, mate. Fucking terrifying, aye. You know, <laughs> talking about fires being so delightful. It's fucking too warm for fires here. But anyway, it definitely feels strange. This is my eighth Christmas out here now, and I still, I still don't feel like it's Christmas, hey. You know, there's no, there's no build up to it. All of a sudden, the stuff is in the shops, and everyone is just buying loads of shit. And you're like, oh fuck, it's that time of year again. Here we go. More fucking money. Yeah, that's it. Everyone spends lots of money this time of year. People spend you know, too much money. Money that they don't actually have. And then they do without for certain things for a while to make up for that. And put themselves in bad spots starting out the new year. So those people, I hope they get on okay. Now, next week's episode is going to be a Christmas one. This one is about, uh, I want to talk about bad housemates. Because I'm living with a fellow now. And he's just a fucking demon, hi. The fellow you're living with? Yeah, he's a fucking bastard. Why? He's just always messy, like. Just always messy. Always leaves his shoes in the middle of the floor, in the sitting room. Always leaves, like, his clothes on the rocking chair, at the side, in the sitting room. You know? My, my wife says the same things about me now. Oh, is she fuck? Oh, you're one of them, are you? I occasionally know the shoes will just... Uh, be left where they come off. Now, I'm not, I'm not terrible now, but occasionally the shoes will be left where they come off. And if I'm, uh, after been out where it's been warm and the aircon's on now and I want to take me, me top off, I'll just throw it up onto the, the top end of the chair there, you know, so that when I need to go out again, I can just throw it on. Oh, you're one of them fuckers. Oh, you are. I ain't good at doing dishes in that. Look into the sink, you whore. Look into the sink. Is there dishes in that sink? Uh, there's there's a cup in it. Yeah, I had a cup of tea just before we started. That's true. That's true. But see, I have my cup beside me. Yeah, but what are you going to do with that? I, I put it in the sink when I'm finished with it. You see, there you go. Fuck off. But you'd consider yourself now a relatively clean fella, you would. Ah, look, you, you, you do what you can, hey. Especially when you've got a child now. Stuff gets hectic. You know, he just comes in intentionally, pulls everything out and just throws it around the house. And then you're like... Lad, this place was clean, like, ten minutes ago. How have you fucking done this? And then you say, right, you're not getting any more toys out now until some of this is cleaned up. I want to see the carpet. I don't like it, but I want to see it. And you start cleaning up, and it's starting to look somewhat fucking orderly again. And next thing he just goes, oh, fuck this, Dad. I'm going to start wrecking the place again. And that's just what it's like. Just constant rotation, rotation, rotation. And at dinner time... God, he's a messy fucking eater. Food everywhere. I have to go through with the fucking, with the Dyson all the time, cleaning up after the lad and, oh, lives alone. It's tough with kids. Your house is not as spotless as it once was before you've had kids. So you don't recommend having the children in? Oh, I do. Abs- <laughs> I absolutely do. It's a fucking great gig. It's tough. This morning now, me and him had an argument. I tell you guys, trying to get him out to school. Everything now is no. 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 And it's like, lad, you realise you're talking 
to the second boss in his house. The first boss is upstairs getting ready for work too. You realise you're talking to the second boss here. Don't talk to me like that. Get dressed now. We're going to school. No. And then when you say to him, lad, I'm not going to tell you again. Then he starts going, mommy, and starts trying to put her against me, saying, dad's not listening. It's like, fuck off, you. <laughs> You're the one that's not listening. And it, this morning, no, it was an ordeal. Me and him had words, and he wasn't happy with me for a few minutes, nor was I with him, but we made up and everything was all right. Like, there's, there's times when, you know, you have to be really, really calm and just be like, whatever, just do what you like, lad. I'm sick of you now at this stage. Leave me alone for fucking 10 minutes. But there's times when he is intentionally trying to push your buttons where you have to go. Look now, you. You were brought into this world for good things. Don't start being a shite. Like, I dropped him off at school and there was a girl there. She was lining up. They were about to have uh, food, like morning food stuff. And there was a girl stood beside him and he just turned to look at her and then just kind of put his face right up to hers as if he had a problem with her. And I, I literally stood there watching him do this and I said, hey, don't do that. Why are you doing that? That girl did nothing to you. And then he turned around to me and said, she's not listening. It's like, she never said that. You never said that. What are you on about? <laughs> so yeah, there's times where obviously he's, um, his behaviour can be a little bit up and down with his autism. But there's times where he's intentionally being bold and it's just like, glad. I know you're at the age now and you're just trying to test my patience, but please stop it because they're running out of their fast. All right? So you don't recommend having children then? So have you had any bad housemates in that over the years? I have, yeah. When I was in London now, I was living with a fella, his name was Simon, and... You know, when I first uh, first got in, he was like a real cockney lad. You know, he didn't work or anything like that. He was on the dole and, you know, he was into his drinking and stuff like that. And, you know, over time, he started to get into his drugs and that. Like, he was an older fella, like, in his 40s, like, you know. And the only way I knew him was because of someone else that knew his mother and all that kind of stuff years and years ago, you know. Sonia, I'd be living with him. And, you know, there was only one room in the flat and he offered to give the room to me, he'd sleep on the couch, you know, whatever. We just made it work. It made it work. And over time, he used to, like, lock himself into the fucking sitting room. Like, literally barricade the door up and play really loud music, like, at, like, 10 o'clock at night. It's like, lad, I'm getting up at fucking 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work. I have to go from South London all the way up to North London, up towards Tottenham there. Like, it takes a good hour to do that. By the time you walk from the house to the buses, the buses to the trains, trains to more buses, you know, it, it takes time. So I have to get up early and you playing that fucking music is not helping. But at the same time, it, it's his house. And there's no tenancy agreement. It's not like we signed a thing where I can't be told to get the fuck out. It was literally just word of mouth. Yeah, you can rent the room, no bother at all. This is how much it is. Happy days. You know, so if I had to start fucking saying, here, lad, turn down the fucking music, he could have very easily said, here, lad, get the fuck out. It's like, I didn't want that because <laughs> it was tough enough to find a fucking place to stay there. But then also over time, he started to dabble in the old crack cocaine. I oh, fuck the big stuff. Yeah, fuck, lad. 
I swear to God, I I went back to Ireland for a weekend and uh, like a long weekend. I think it was like the August bank holiday or something like that. And I went back and when I came back over then on the Monday, um, I went to put my suitcase and that under my bed. And here I found a fucking uh, crack pipe. Oh, fuck. Were you doing crack? No, it was under my bed. He had obviously, it's his house, like it's his room, like. But he had obviously been in the room that I was renting while I was away. Uh, whether for using the bed or whatever, lying on the bed. And he, he was smoking his crack in the room. And the pipe was under the fucking bed. Oh, was it one of those fancy ones? No, it was just like a, it's like a fat, do you know, do you know like a pen? You know, where you, like, you put the, the, the ink straw into the pen. It was like a fat one of those glass things. And then on the end of it was just like tinfoil. And then there was like a, a fishbowl on the other end of it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was fucking strange. But you could tell exactly what it was straight away. And I just kind of, <laughs> he wasn't in the house when I got home, but I just subtly picked it up with um, a bit of tissue. Like I didn't want to touch it, obviously. Picked it up with a bit of tissue and I walked into the sitting room and just left it on the coffee table beside his uh, his rollies and his skins and that. <laughs> and what did he say when he knew that you found that? He just said it wasn't his. Because he, he came into the room with it holding his hand. He said, did you find this under your bed? I said, yeah. He said, oh yeah, that was Amber's. Like he was blaming his daughter. <laughs> but you could tell it was him. You know, exactly it was him. And the, the problem with the house was um, he'd always like invite family to stay there. But there was only one fucking room. Like literally only one room. So like he, he'd have his son there that he suddenly came into contact with after so many years. And then his two daughters would show up as well with their kids. And like at one stage, there was fucking six of them. In the sitting room. There was only two couches. There was six of them living in that sitting room. And they would fucking argue at stupid o'clock in the fucking morning. All you hear is, Oh, I can't get out so... And <laughs> they'd offer to fight each other out on the, on the grass downstairs because we were like four floors up. They're like big apartment blocks. Kind of like, like Ballymun type stuff, you know, back in the day. And... They'd invite each other out onto the grass to fight and stuff. It's like, Jesus, this is fucking unreal. And obviously, with that many people in the house, none of them were paying their way. So they're always taking your stuff out of the fridge. Like, I had my stuff in the fridge. I even fucking wrote my name on stuff and everything. And they just fucking take it. Hey, me biscuits or me fucking, if I had a bottle of lemonade or 7-Up or something, they'd fucking take that. And you go to go knocking on the sitting room door to, to find out if they've got your bottle of 7-Up. The door is jammed shut. They're all in there. But they won't answer you. You're knocking on the door. You're like, hello? Are you in there? Hello? And they don't answer you. You can hear them just laughing. It's like, what the fuck is going on in this house? This is fucked up. But what really um, what really set me off, where I was just like, fuck this, I ain't getting out of here. I'm going to find somewhere else. Is uh, I came home from work one day and you could clearly tell that your man was after fucking taking something like, because his eyes were just absolutely swollen in his head and when I came in the door he said oh I I said how are you getting on yeah I said good good and I was going to walk past him into the room and he said hey I need more money he says huh he says I need more money I says for what he said rent I said I thought it was 110 a week "Ah, that's not enough I need more I said how much more do you need like like well, I'll give you 120. And he's just like, it's probably, it's probably time you, you moved out. It's probably time you left. I was like, okay. 
just give me a give me a week or so and I'll I'll find another place to to stay. Yeah, absolutely. I can give you one twenty if you want, but if you'd prefer I go, that's all right. You probably fucking go, mate. I'm like, <laughs> okay, just give me a week, please. Don't throw me stuff out. Don't kick me onto the street. Give me a fucking week. And then, as the week was coming to an end, he kind of realised that he was about to lose out on a hundred and ten fucking pound a week for a fucking room. That's what I was paying in London. It was fucking stupid money, and. He, he was starting to regret it. But I had already found a place. You know, I found a place at Stratford there with a couple of Bangladesh uh, people and a few other people living in the house, you know. And he, he was kind of going, oh, maybe I overreacted and maybe I shouldn't have told you to leave. I was like, oh, look, probably, probably time anyway, you know, because you get lots of people coming and going here. So it's probably probably ideal to have that room opened up for either yourself or someone else, you know, shirts grand, like it is what it is. And then he started to get fucking vexed, hey. Like, oh, fine, fuck you then. I fucking helped you when you got here. And I'm just like, yeah, I know that, but you also asked me to leave. Like, so. <laughs> but he just turned out to be an absolute cunt. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be getting involved with people like that after doing crack and cocaine. Like, I wouldn't want to be friends with him. But he wasn't doing it before I moved in. He wasn't doing it. You know, he wasn't even drinking at the time. He wasn't even smoking. Like, he was, he was out to been in rehab and everything where he came clean of all the stuff, apparently. And he was actually doing well. He was actually a nice fella. The sitting room door was always open. You could go in, you'd sit down, have a chat, stuff like that. Like, he smoked cigarettes like I did at the time. So we'd just sit there and have a smoke and stuff. He wouldn't even smoke in his own house. Like, we always went out onto the balcony to smoke. You know, that was the thing. And then all of a sudden, he just started a relapse on everything and started drinking and then smoking the weed and then the weed turned into crack. And for who knows, he's probably, he could be dead now. Could be, because he was always going around with hoods on as well. Like, when he'd leave the house, he'd throw the hood over his head and he'd, Stuck his head down, he'd be gone. You could tell he was in a bad spot with owing people money and, you know, whatever else was going on. But um, I, I was glad to get out of there when I did. And then, yeah, I moved in with the, the Bangladesh couple who would rent out their rooms to different people. It was like a five-bedroom house in Stratford. And there was a, an Italian fella that was there that I was replacing because he was a bastard. They didn't like him. He was constantly, constantly causing shite. Just real messy as well. And, you know, there's, there's obviously, when you're in a share house, there's obviously cleaning schedules where someone does one thing one week, someone does the next thing the next week, whatever it is. And he never adhered to that. He always just disappeared into his room. And if he met any of the other tenants in the fucking hallways or in the kitchen, rat, and he'd fucking <laughs> dog them out of it, apparently. You know, and I remember when I was there actually looking at the house, he came down the stairs and he said something to... Nosh, your man that owned the house. And Nosh just said, oh, that's uh, Angelo. I said, oh, that's the fella that I'm replacing. He said, yeah. He said, he's always given the Romanian girls a hard time. Because the downstairs room was like, uh, it's just like a double room. It's just like a, you could just about fit the double bed into it. I remember seeing into it one day when I was walking past it. It was just a really small room that just had a double bed. And there was a Romanian father with his three daughters, all in that one room, in that one bed. And I just thought, that's fucked up. But your man Nosh said that they're paying like a little bit less than what I was paying, but the four of them together. So he's getting four times the amount out of one room. And he was like, fuck it, I don't care how weird it is. Let them fucking do it. <laughs> but he was a nice fella. The only thing that I didn't like about that house was, um, you know, they'd, they'd cook dinner and then they'd invite you down to have uh, food with them. And she, 
you can't say no, can you? Like, you know, you could say, oh, I've already eaten, like, I'm grand. And then they'll say, oh, yeah, but we've made dessert and stuff. And you're like, oh, fuck's sake. So you go down, you eat their food, and it's not great food now. I wouldn't be into it myself. And you kind of have to put on a bit of a face to say that you love it. Because they sit there and watch you eat it. It's like, oh, just go away, please, the fuck. And, of course, that was the house where your man set the oven on fire. Oh, fuck. Your man, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he fucking... Um, put oven chips in the oven without taking them out of the fucking Jason's packet. He literally put the bag into the oven and the whole kitchen went up on fire and it, it was fucking an ordeal. An absolute ordeal. So I went on to Instagram last night now and I, I said to people, give me your bad roommate stories there and I'll share them on the podcast. So few people, <laughs> few people have said stuff now. Now this is from a person called I'm not telling you. And it says, this person slept on the couch every night, but she left her room door open and you couldn't see the floor nor the bed for the amount of shite on it. And she reckons the stink was, was fair bad now. Oh God, I can't stand just a smelly fucker. And not just smelly to walk around, but just the way they live. Just living fucking dirty. Eh? This one now is fucking disgusting. This is clearly from an Australian person because she says, Crikey, at the start of the message, it's quite funny. It's quite funny to read that. Now, she said, I shared with a guy that would stick snots everywhere. On the walls, under the stair banister, under tables and chairs. What? Yeah, that's what it says. Fucking sticking the snots on the walls. Jesus fucking Christ. What's wrong with that fella? I don't know. Want some kind of treatment, they say. Right, this is another one from Cantelia. And she says that she was in college with a fella and he refused to wash up after every pot and pan. And I got annoyed. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And she gathered them all up and she fucked them on his bed. He made sure to wash them after that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I've heard a few people doing that. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey. And this one is from someone from Wexford, I believe. It says, he told me that he had cancer and was going back to England to be with his family. But he didn't. He only said that to use it as an excuse to leave with a full month's rent. And she couldn't afford the place anymore. I had to leave. What? That's fucked up. Lying about cancer. Tanya, that's what she, she said he did. That's what she said, no. What a dirty bastard. 
Unreal, hey? Uh, someone else has said, I had a college roommate who would wash his socks and underpants in the sink. Kitchen sink. What? Who washes them in the sink? The fucking washing machine. I don't know. I've never washed socks and unders in, this, in the sink. <laughs> unders. What the fuck? That's what they say out here. No, they say undies. Oh, undies. Yeah, sorry. My my correction. My correction. The next one now. Uh, uh, what's the next one? Sorry now. Heating a can of baked beans in the microwave. Jesus. Would that not blow up the microwave? You think so with the steel and that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think that in fucking... Like, have you ever put a fork into the microwave accidentally? Yeah, and you see the blue flames. <laughs> I did that one time and nearly fucked up the whole house. I also did something when I was really small. Quick story now. I was about four. And I had this small water gun that you got from one of those lucky bag things. And I was sat up in the kitchen on the worktop in the kitchen. And everyone else was in the sitting room watching telly. I don't know. Maybe I just went to fill the water gun and then I just wanted to shoot it around. But I remember fucking doing this, guys. I sat up on the kitchen worktop and I was shooting the water gun at the plug, the kettle plug, as it was plugged in. And it was switched on at the wall. So there was power going to it. And I just kept shooting it at the plug. And then all of a sudden, bang! The kettle just went flying, flying across the kitchen and bounced off the fucking tiles next to the stove. My father came in and went fucking berserk. Berserk. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the smartest thing to do, but fuck it took off. It went very fast now. Uh, this next one is from a fella and he says, I'm still living with him. <laughs> That's all he says. <laughs> oh, the one after that is, uh, I woke up one morning and found my flatmate's boyfriend at the bottom of my bed robbing money. Fuck. Stealing money in someone else's room. Yeah. Fuck, lad. Do you know what that reminds me? No, my wife was living in Clapham Common in London and she was living with a girl from Cavan, a girl from Dublin and then there was a Polish girl as well. Right. Now, one of the Irish girls was with this fella from England and he was fucking six cents short of a fiver. Like, he was fucking stupid as all fuck. Right. He thought everything in the house was communal. Like, whatever was there, you could take it, you could eat it, you could drink it, you could use it. To the point where he used the Polish girl's fucking razor. What? He used her razor that she used for obviously shaving her legs or whatever else she shaved. And I don't know what the fuck. But <laughs> this fella used her fucking razor, lad. No way. I'm fucking telling you. And then there was fucking holy war about that. And the Irish girl that was with him was like, oh, he just made a mistake. He didn't realise. Didn't fucking realise. It's not his fucking razor. You clearly tell it was in the bathroom, in the shower, and someone might have already used the fucking thing. But then he started to, to like, take food. And my, my wife left uh, cans of lemonade in the kitchen on a shelf. Like, like you do, because it, this is your house that you're renting. You're allowed to put stuff in the fucking presses and on the shelves, right? And she went to have it one, one evening, and it, it was gone. And she said to me, did I have it? And I said, no, not at all. Never touched it. And then before she went to ask the other girls, the Irish girl that was with fucking Dougal, 
turned and said, oh, such and such had your can of lemonade. He thought they were communal. Psych. What? Communal means for people that are here fucking paying rent as well, like. It doesn't mean fucking let's just throw them out the window to all the people that are walking past. The lad doesn't pay rent, the same as I never paid rent there. I just did go there of a night time there of a Saturday night or something, spend the night with herself or whatever, but I'd never take anything. Not a fucking thing did I ever touch, not a slice of bread out of a packet did I touch. I always went to the fucking Sainsbury's and bought whatever it was I was going to eat when I was there. And that was it. Communal doesn't mean just because you come in you can have it. Communal is for the people in the house. You take who are you? I hope you're listening to this, you dopey fuck you. It's very likely we're going to go over time here now, but that's alright because we were slacking a bit the last couple of weeks, so we'll give you a bit of a longer one. Now, this next one is from a person called Natanya, because don't want to get them in trouble. A couple with a dog. I always go home before them, so I had to clean up the dog's shite, even though they said the dog was trained. What the fuck? Yeah, there's nothing worse than fucking living in a house with a fucking Jesus dog that just shites everywhere. Like, understandably, if you've got a pup or something, right? And you're trying to teach him how to use the toilet. It's your fucking dog. You should be responsible for doing that. But having the fucking dog in a house with other people and the dog is shitting everywhere and anywhere in the sitting room. Like, waking up in the morning, walking through the fucking hallway and you see a big shit on the ground. You're like, Jesus Christ, like, sort the dog out! You know? It just causes so much fucking stress. Everyone gets so angry with each other and suddenly they start to hate each other. And you can't live with people you hate, hey? Yeah, I'd never get a shared house now with someone that's got a dog like. No, no, there's too much going on. And especially if it's a dog that like sheds hair and that. It's like, it's not my dog. I don't love it enough for it to allow it to shed hair all over my stuff in this house too. Fucking move out with your dog, you bastard. Anyway, this next one is from... <laughs> not telling you because I don't want to get anyone in trouble here okay and she says that they didn't share anything in the house that I was in like everyone had to buy their own toilet roll their own dishwashing soap like everything oh fuck really you wouldn't just go and like have like a pot for like bulk stuff like communal stuff where you put maybe a, a tenner a week or 15 a week or a month or whatever you want to do towards like toilet roll, dishwasher soap, you know, uh, floor cleaner, multi-purpose cleaner for the kitchen and stuff. No, apparently you had to buy all that yourself. What the fuck? That's what you do in a shared house. You put all put money towards the essentials that everyone is going to use, like cleaning stuff. Who the fuck lives like that? I don't know. I wouldn't be living there anyway. I'd tell him, fuck off. Now, the next one is, I lived with a drunk, emotional, metal musician chasing the wrong girl. <laughs> Heartbreak songs, all hours. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Could you imagine that? She left me on my own! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. No, you'd, you'd move out, you'd break lease, you'd lose your deposit, you wouldn't give up. Fuck! Get me out of this place now! Yeah, I don't like that heavy metal stuff at the best of times. So I wouldn't be likely to know if a fella was chasing after Madonna when he looks like Mike Myers. You know, you know, uh, yeah, no, I couldn't live with that. The next person is another dog incident. Uh, housemate's dog constantly taking shites on the floor. Uh, she swore that he was house trained. That's the thing. But see, you also, 
if you have a dog in the house, you also have to have the ability for the dog to get out, to go to the toilet. You know, if you're in a flat chair, that dog's cooped up in the house, and you're all at work, and that dog needs to shy, it's going shy. That's it. It's like you. Have you ever been bullying? And you're like, I on soon get to tell no. The back of this Uber is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not taking a shit in a taxi, have you? No. No, I was with a fella that got sick in the doorwell one time. All right. Yeah, we're, we're going to go out drinking, but we'd already had like lots of drinks before that. And we're on the motorway because it's like way out in fucking whoop-up. I don't even know why we went out there to have pre-drinks. We went fucking an hour and a half outside of the city to have pre-drinks to then come all the way back in. <laughs> Makes as much sense now as a needed condom, hey. But anyway, we went out there and we got absolutely slash drunk and then we got the taxi in towards the city. I remember sitting in the back because there was another fella in the front beside the taxi man asking him if he's busy in that. And then I remember sitting in the back beside the other fella and the other fella turned around and says, excuse me, Mr. Taxi, is it all right if I get sick? And the taxi driver was like, no, no, don't do that. Now we're on the motorway doing 110. So he can't just pull in. So he's driving, praying to God that this one doesn't get sick in his taxi. And he looks at me and goes, watch this. He literally said that. He said that to me, watch this. And he leaned in towards the doorwell where you can fit like the big water bottles in that. And he just went, <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. And Kenya got sick in the door. And the taxi man didn't even know. He did ask me if my friend is getting sick. And I said, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the next one is a little bit confusing to read. It says, rule, no dirty dishes left in sink. All the dishes disappeared, located under roommate's bed. So I, I imagine that they had said, as they were all come together to live together, uh, we don't leave any dishes in the sink. Whatever you use, you wash up and you fucking put away after yourself. All right, you do that. Okay, so I imagine that's what was said. And then all of a sudden, dishes was being left in the sink. And everybody knows whose bowl is whose, whose cup is whose. So if you see it in the sink, you know, right, that's fucking David's. That's David's. So, I'm imagining they put all the dirty dishes under, maybe it was David, David's bed. That's clever. That's smart. Because then when he goes looking for a ball again, he's like, oh fuck, where is it? Where's it gone? And you just go, eh, have you checked under your bed? Yeah, you dirty animal, yeah. <laughs> this next one is fucked up, hey. Uh, a fucker in Melbourne was off his head on drugs and he left the gas on. Could have killed us all. Fucking hell. I tell you, like, you're sleeping and you wouldn't really smell that. You wouldn't smell that at all. You'd just wake up dead like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd die in your sleep, yeah. Absolutely. Fuck. How lucky is that? Unreal. I, I remember I was in a house one time where we had a carbon monoxide alarm. Oh, yeah, because you can't smell that. No, no, you have to get the alarms for it. Yeah, right, okay. And I was asleep and next thing all of a sudden... This alarm just started going mental. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And turns out there was actually really high levels of carbon monoxide in the room that I was sleeping in. Beat the fuck, lad. I swear to God. I swear to God, I, I ran. I ran for fresh air. Yeah, fuck. Jesus Christ, you're lucky, hey? Because you can't smell, taste or feel that. You just, all of a sudden you're there, next minute you're not. Yeah, I know. That's it. 
fucking deadly silent killer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right, go on to the next one. So, there's another one here now, and it's called A Girl Called Bernie Who Boiled Lamb Chops Every Day. The smell of it. <laughs> Boiling lamb chops. That's fucking disgusting. You fried him in lots of good stuff like garlic and ginger and herbs and who fucking boils lamb chops? Oh lad, I can smell it from here, hey. Jesus Christ. Uh, and the last one now is from a guy's man, hey. It says, one lad came home from a night out and he smeared shite on the walls. <laughs> I fuck, I box his head in. Could you imagine that? What was he doing? Drawing his name? Jesus, lad. Smearing shit on the walls. I oh, was definitely on some kind of a substance, I'd say. I reckon so. Absolutely. I reckon so. But Chris, that's that's all the, the bad roommate stories so far. Someone did ask if uh, a daughter would be considered a bad roommate. And yeah, if you're having trouble, absolutely. Absolutely. But guys, thanks very much now for sending that stuff. That was That was quite good now. Really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Thank you. So, guys, that's going to be the end of this podcast now. And I just want to say thanks very much for everyone that listens to this shite. Because that's what it is. It's pure shite. But this does take up lots of our time. You know, I have to sit here with Shane, of course, and tell him how to talk and monitor everything he's doing. And sometimes I have to stop the recording and fix things because he is fucked up all the time. The fuck are you on about? You're the one that... You're the one that I can't work with here. No, let's not tell lies now. Let's not tell lies. This is a podcast for the truth. You're the problem. <laughs> right, go on quick. We need to get this one finished so we can do the next one. Yeah, okay. So, guys, thanks again. Because this has really helped our mental health. Although we do have lots of other things going on. Sometimes we can't get around to doing this one. But we do enjoy doing the podcast when we eventually get to sit down and do one. It's quite good fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's good fun, yeah. Anyway, let's finish with our mental health stuff. There's a quote and it says, if you're going through hell, keep going. Keep going. Because, I will say, the night is darkest before the dawn. Just before the sun starts to come up, that's when it's complete dark. But remember, the sun will always come up. It's always, always going to come up. I've never seen a day out here now where it hasn't lit up the sky. I've never seen it. And I've been around for quite a few years now. And it's never happened. So, remember, if you're going through fucking hell, keep going. Keep going. There's, there's good stuff coming to you. Just don't give up. Don't stop there. Because that's where you're going to stay. Don't stop there. Keep going. Keep going. That's a good one now. Hey, the night is darkest just before the dawn. It fucking is. Have you seen it? I've not been outside now looking at it. No, I have. Several nights now. <laughs> all right. Okay. But lads, I suppose the gist of that is we all go through the hard times and it feels like you're in the hard times forever. But you're actually not. They're short-lived. Just keep plowing through them. Focus on stuff you like. Take your attention away from the bad stuff. You might be struggling with money, but take your mind away from that. Stop thinking about the money struggling. Stop thinking about the other stuff. Focus on stuff you like. Listening to music that you like. Looking at photos you like. 
Tuning into stuff you like will completely change your mindset and therefore will start to change your life. I really believe in that law of attraction and uh, positive thinking and stuff like that can really influence how your life is going. Because that's what's happening to me. I wasn't always like this. I've said this before so many times. I wasn't always able to do the things that I'm doing now. But I switched off all the bad shit and switched on all the good shit. And now I'm getting lots more good shit. And that's what it fucking is, lads. I'm not special. I'm not gifted at anything. I just know what I can do and I'm fucking doing it. And that positive attitude and, you know, letting go of all the negative stuff, throwing away all the negative people, negative thoughts, just that whole side of the world where everyone's just like pulling at each other and grabbing at each other and telling each other to get down to where they are and let go of all that. Fuck that to the side. You don't need that anymore. Focus on yourself and where you want to go and tell yourself you're going to get there and you will get there and your mental health will work in tune with that. I tell you, like like a, a William Shakespeare, you're like a fucking William Shakespeare. I yeah, uh, my tears can cold here. Oh, do I make more? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.